Hello FCBC Walnut family and friends. Last night during our Wednesday night prayer meeting, we wrapped up our short devotional series from the book of Malachi, and I entitled that devotional Future Hope in a World of Progressive Evil. Future Hope in a World of Progressive Evil. Now, let's just be honest. When we consider the world, when we read the headlines of the news reports, it seems like evil is winning in this world. So whether you are a Christian and you're seeing hopelessness as you as you begin to see the moral decline in society, uh, or if you're a non-Christian seeking truth and seeking Christianity, you've probably asked the question, why should we follow Jesus? Why should we obey the Bible? What is the point of remaining steadfast in our Christian faith and practice when, when it seems like God is absent? When it seems like God looks down on this world, he sees the evil, but he doesn't do anything about it. In fact, he allows good people to be punished. He allows good Christians to be persecuted, and he's not punishing evil. And we see that people prosper through evil. And I believe that Malachi chapter 3 verses 13 all the way to the end speaks to this. Let, let me read the text to you. Malachi chapter 3 verse 13 says, Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord, but you say, how have we spoken against you? You said, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or, or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. So once again, this is what's happening. It seems like evildoers are prospering in this world. And it seems like they're testing God and God allows them to escape. And so in many ways, it's like, God, where's your justice and where's your judgment? But look at how God responds through the pen of Malachi in verse 16. The word of God says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. Now this, this book of remembrance is a symbolic book where God sees all of the Christians that are persecuted. He sees every good motive. He sees every good deed, every attempt to evangelize, every attempt to reconcile, even if you are rejected or turned away, or even when you try to do good and in return you have evil done towards you, God sees all of it and he remembers it. So it's not like he's counting and giving you points for salvation. This is not a works-based salvation. But he's going to remember it in the day of Christ. We know that all of our righteousness and our salvation is based on the person and work of Christ alone. But on that day when Christ returns, we will be credited the righteousness of Christ confirmed, right? Fully confirmed. We have that now positionally, but it's going to be confirmed in the presence of God. And God's going to remind us, look, I have the record of all the times that you've been faithful. And whatever God's reward may be, we don't know exactly what that will be. That is the day where vindication will come forth. But now you look at verse 17, it says, They shall be mine, describing the people who fear the Lord, says the Lord of hosts. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more, you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. In other words, there will be a day where God formally recognizes those who do good and those who do evil, those who are of Christ and those who have rejected Christ. And for those who are of Christ, there will be salvation and forgiveness. Those who have rejected Christ, who have done evil and have not repented, will receive harsh judgment. 
And then it says in chapter 4, more context of when this will happen. It says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. Look at the imagery here. You would not want to wish this on your enemy. right? It says, Burning like an oven when all the arrogance and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 4, remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. So in other words, continue to trust God, continue to obey him. In the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, in Malachi's context, continue to obey the law, trusting in God's promises. Behold, I will send you Elijah, verse 5 says, the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. So they're waiting for the Messiah to come. But you and I as New Testament Christians, we understand that the Messiah has already come once. But he's coming again. And when he comes in his second coming, all these words will be fulfilled. He will come in glory. He will come as the Lord of hosts with his angels and with with the armies of heaven. And he will come as the judge. And that is our hope. Beloved, sometimes we place our hope in the wrong places. We place our hope in government. We place our hope in secular institutions. We place our hope in worldly agencies to make a change. But the only institution that has been given the power to change people's hearts is the church. The church has been entrusted with the gospel. And the gospel points to Christ. And when people's hearts are turned to Christ, not only will they be saved on a day of judgment, but they begin to experience transformation. And that brings about just a foretaste of the change and the justice that we want to see. But we need to take hope, take heed to the Word of God, and we need to place our hope in the right person and in His coming. Our hope and vindication is in Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you. If you see evil progressing in this world, don't become angry. Don't become, don't become bitter. Don't become apathetic. Instead, continue to fervently live out a gospel-centered life, continue to see things through a worldview that is not just a a worldview of biblical knowledge, but a Christ-centered worldview. And remember that our hope is not in this lifetime or in any earthly solution, but our hope is in the Messiah and His coming kingdom. Beloved, we love you more than you know. We hope to see you in our next devotional series.